Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. We're in a series called Thanks Living. And uh, in this series, we've been talking about some key things. And that is that uh, the key of, number one, we said the magical words or the feel-good words are thank you. And we learned from Pastor Chesney that God is for me. And then we talked about, uh, learn, we learned a verse together, Psalms 118:24, And that verse simply says, this is a day the Lord has made. I'll rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Yeah, I will rejoice. Let's say that verse together. You ready? This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Remember we said this, right? When we remove the covers in the morning, that's what we're going to say. And I hope that you will. And then last week we said the most grateful words that we could ever say were three words and they were, thank you, Jesus. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. So again, we have done this series in order to help you have tools to show gratitude because it's hard to be hateful when you're grateful. Amen, everybody? It's hard to be hateful when you're grateful. And that when you show, it's amazing that how that when you show gratitude that your attitude changes and it makes you feel better, it makes life better. And so today, I want to continue this series, and you see the title on your message is the word what, everybody? Stress. That's right, stress. Because every one of us in this room has experienced stress, and I would dare to say that every one of us in this room and watching online are experiencing some stress in our life right now. And so I I thought it would be good to talk about that. Because one of the things that I have found to be true is that many people who claim to be Christ followers are very discouraged in their relationship or in their walk with Christ. They feel like that maybe that God has let them down. They feel like that because things are going bad around them and they've been praying about those things, that things seem to get worse and they don't get better. It seems like that they're just struggling with their faith. And the reason I think that is, is because we actually think that when we get saved, that Jesus promises us that there would be no more stress. And so I think that because maybe we sold that, someone has sold that to you that when you become a Christian, that there's no more stress in your life. Well, that's not true, everybody. Jesus did not promise you a life without stress. He did not promise you that. Matter of fact, John 6 At 16 and 33, Jesus said this. He said, I've told you these things so that in me you may have what, everybody? Peace. Peace. In this world you will have what? In this world you'll have what? Trouble. Trouble. In this world you'll have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And so Jesus is saying to you and to me today that, listen, in me you can have peace, but in the world you're going to have trouble. And so that means that you're going to have stress in this world. Did you hear that, everybody? Is that nothing's wrong with your Savior. It's just that you're in the world. And because you're in the world, and he never promises to take the stress away. 
He never promises you that I'm going to take your stress away and make your life like heaven here. No, we're not in heaven, everybody. We're not in heaven yet. We will be one day, and in heaven there will be no more stress. Aren't you glad for that? That's why we're looking forward to heaven. Amen? Heaven is a great place. It's a wonderful place. It's a place we want to go. And I can tell you that Jesus is coming soon, and we will be in heaven soon. I believe that. I believe that Christ is going to return soon. But until then, we have a problem. It's that our life is like these Coke cans because it seems like that, that pressure keeps increasing on our lives. And the more that we live and the older we get, we think it should get better. But no, the, we, long, we realize that it just keeps increasing and it keeps increasing and it keeps increasing until they start to all of a sudden crush our lives if we're not careful. Now, what I want you to know is I'm applying the same amount of pressure to both of these cans. And aren't you impressed that I have crushed one of them? <laughs> this one is easily crushed. Watch me slice my hand right open, right in front of you guys here, okay? Trying to impress you. But look, I have just crushed that can. Now I'm going to put the same amount of pressure here. And look, I'm not able to crush this can I can't do it. Why? Because a can has a capacity that's given it strength. It has more pressure on the inside than I can apply on the outside. Do you see what I'm talking about, everybody? And that when Jesus says, when Jesus says, my peace I leave with you, what he's saying is, I'm going to give you my Holy Spirit that's going to give you strength, and you're going to be able to withstand the pressure on the outside, even though the pressure gets greater. Amen, everybody? So you've got to understand, it's because he gets what's inside of you that makes your life different than everybody else. We all have the same pressure of everybody else in the world, but guess what? We're still standing. We do not crumble because of what Jesus gives us. Amen, everybody. Now watch this. I want to share with you a verse, Matthew 11 and 28 through 30. Jesus gives us promise. And this is what, as a Christ follower, gives you an edge. Look what he says. He says this. Come to me. Do you see that invitation? You don't have to be, you don't have to be weak on your own. You, don't, you can have this strength. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, I will give you what, everybody? Rest. rest. See, when you're strong on the inside, you can rest. He said, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Now, let me explain this to you. I want to stop right here in the middle of this verse. You take, he says, take my yoke upon you. What, what does he mean? Again, remember in Jesus' day, it was an agricultural kind of environment. And so the yoke that, they would, that he was talking about is that he was referring to a yoke that would be yoked between two oxen. It was this piece of wood that would fit around these oxen's shoulders that they could pull a wagon or they could pull a plow or they could pull something of that nature. Now, remember that this, uh, this yoke that they had, these animals had, could not just be any yoke. They couldn't just go down to, you know, the local Walmart in their day, okay, and get a generic yoke, you know, and say this, this one will fit five sizes of oxen. No, they had to actually make that yoke fit that oxen because if it did not, it would, all, it would create blisters on and, and the uh, oxen would actually bleed from the, the yoke rubbing it the wrong way and it would get sick and it would die. It would, matter of fact, the yoke would kill the ox if it wasn't fitted for it. 
And I want you to know that Jesus was telling this because, remember, Jesus was a carpenter. And he said that my yoke is easy and my burden's light. What was he saying? He was saying that, that, that if you'll take my yoke upon you, it will fit you just right. It is just made just for you. And I will walk with you and you will be with me and we'll go this thing together. And I promise you that the load will not get too much. They will overwhelm you. But I'll go with you all the days of your life and you can rest in me everybody. Amen? Why? Because the pressure's coming. The pressure's coming. And if my yoke is on you and with you, you can withstand the pressure. And that's what makes you different, everybody. And that's the Jesus factor, is that you don't collapse because the pressure comes, but he helps you with it. So again, I want to share with you a couple things here. The first thing I want you to remember today is this. I thought this is one, I try to, I think, hard every week, and I pray and ask the Holy Spirit to help me share something with you to help you remember this. Because if you can't remember it, it does you no good. You see, today we may say amen on Sunday, but if we can't remember it on Monday, it does us no good. Amen, everybody? I could teach you something great, but if you can't remember it, then it's no good. So we got to help you remember it, right? And so I wanted to give you something to help you remember what we're talking about today. So these words are coming up uh, on the screen, and here they are. The words are this. Here they are. It is well with my soul. Let's say that, everybody. It is well with my soul. It is well. Let's say it again. It is well with my soul. And when the pressure comes on and you feel like you're going to be overwhelmed, is you have to remind yourself that no, this is all happening externally, but internally, it is still well with my soul. Amen, everybody? No matter what's going on in your life, it is well with my soul. Let's say it again. It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. And that's what rest does. When Jesus gives you rest and you receive his rest, then you can say it is well with my soul. Now, I want to talk to you about how to find some strength uh, in your life so that you can be at rest in your soul. So I, give you, I want to give you three things today that will help you find rest. Here they are, or find strength that you can have rest in your soul, and you can say it as well. Number one is this, when my soul finds strength, when I rest my body and, or my mind and my what, everybody? Body. I find, that's when I find strength. It's when I rest my mind and my body. Now, I know that you may look at me and not believe what I'm about to tell you, but I actually have been going to a gym for years. Why are you laughing? Because this looks like a worm swallowed a BB, doesn't it? And I want you to know that, uh, that I, I cheat when I go to the gym, I cheat. That means that I don't pay people to train me. I watch the trainers that are training people and I'll go ask them questions. I get free advice. Because <laughs> when they see a squirmy uh, guy like myself, then they, they're like, oh, he needs all the help he can. <laughs> and what I found out was this, is that, you know, and uh, I've got some bodybuilder friends that are really like, they're all this, you know, and, and they look great and they work really hard. So I'll go ask them. And one of my friends is actually here today. I won't point him out, but he's here. And uh, he would tell you, he could verify that I do this. I said, now tell me how you do that. 
I'll go over and because they see me like I would go over and I'd work my arms and I'd just work them out, work them out, work them out. The next day I come back in and say, I'm going to work my arms again, again. They go, whoa, wait a minute. Didn't I see you doing that yesterday? I'm like, yes. How am I looking? <laughs> Bad. And so then, then, guess what? Then they would tell me, said, listen, in order for your muscles to grow, you got to let them rest. You can't keep working, working, working the same body part and expect it to grow. It's got to have rest. It reminds me of a story that I heard or actually read of these uh, guys who were lumberjacks. And there was a wood chopping contest that was happening. And it was big, this big small town had this big parade. And, and they were having their wood chopping contest. And these lumberjacks come in there and they were all getting ready to go. And, you know, there was this guy that looked about like me that come and joined the contest. He was all laughing at him like, look at him, look at him. He's a weakie. You know, he's a sissy, you know, all these things. And then, and guess what? As they begin, the contest started, everybody, they're chopping, chopping, chopping away. They're not taking breaks. Those big bulky guys, they're like, I'm going to keep going, keep going. With well, the guy that was about my size, he would stop and he'd take him a break. And they'd say, what are you doing? He'd say, I'm taking a break. And he'd say, I'm sharpening my axe, I'm sharpening my axe. And then he would get back to work, and after a little while, he would stop. They wouldn't stop at all. They about wore themselves out, and he'd just stop. He'd take a break. He'd just sharpen his axe. At the end of the day, the guy that was my size chopped more wood. Why? Because he chose to rest, and he chose to sharpen his axe. And every time that you take a break and you rest your body and you rest your mind, you're sharpening your axe. And what I'm trying to tell you, if you're starting to feel a little dull, it's probably because you're wore out. Amen, everybody? And you need to take a little time to sharpen your act that you might find rest for your soul. It is well with my soul. Let's say it. It is well with my soul. That's why Exodus, Jesus, our God tells us about this in Exodus 20. Look what he says. He says, you have six days in which to do your work, but the seventh day is a day of what, everybody? And it's dedicated to God. And so the reason you're so tired is because you're disobeying the, one of the commandments. Let me ask you a question. Which of the Ten Commandments is okay to break? Is it okay to commit adultery? Is it okay to steal? Is it okay to murder? Is it okay to profane the, God's name? What, what, is it okay to do that? Then why, why is it okay to, to avoid the Sabbath day, honor the Sabbath day and keeping it holy? And that means this, that, that you taking it one day a week to rest because it's for your own good. And so I want to tell you that this is a struggle for me. My greatest sin is breaking Sabbath. My greatest sin. And I struggle with it because I'm a workaholic and I don't know when to stop. And when I try to stop, my mind keeps going. And so you pray that God will help me with this sin that I'm struggling with because I want God's favor over my life. And if I keep sinning this way, I cannot have the full favor of God. Amen, everybody? Amen. Amen. He goes on to say this in the New Testament. Look what he says in Hebrews. He says, uh, <clears throat> he says there remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of who, everybody? God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from his own what? You're never going to enter God's rest until you rest from your own work. Oh, did you hear that, everybody? You're never going to enter God's rest until you rest from your own work. Just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will fall by following their, 
they're examples of disobedience. And let me just say this to you. Listen, if you're keeping your family going seven days a week and you say, well, pastor, we got ball games and we got cheerleading and we got this. Let me tell you something. You're the adult, moms and dads. And it's up for you to say no. So you're going to say no to the good so you can say yes to the best. Did you hear that today? You've got to say, you've got to say no to the good so you can say yes to the best. Your children don't know what's, they don't know what's best. They know what everybody else is doing, but it's up to you to say, no, we got to stop right here. We can't do any more. And mom and dad, if you're going in two different directions all the time, your relationship's going to fall apart. And yes, you're going to say, well, we raised our kids and they're happy, but yet guess what? You and your spouse are going to be empty and you're going to be divorced. And when your kids get older, they're going to have parents that are no longer together because you didn't say no. Say no to the good so you can say yes to the best. And going all the time is causing so much anxiety. What's wrong with our children? Why are they so anxious? Because they go all the time. And they don't know how to handle downtime. What you have to have to have rest in your soul. Amen, everybody? Now, I'm going to tell you, that's some good preaching right there. It doesn't feel good, but it's good. Amen, everybody? And the reason I can tell you, because it doesn't feel good to me, I don't like what I'm saying right now. Because it's me, and I've got to do better. So, I want you to do something with me. On the back of your connection card, it says this. I will do my best to plan my Sabbath rest. Would you check that box with me? Because I need it, and you need it. And we need to teach our children how to have it. Okay, so remember what we're saying, everybody? Remember what we're saying? What are we saying? It is well with my soul. Let's say it again. It is well with my soul. Remember, this is going to be your two choices right here. Either you're going to find strength in the Lord, or either you're going to go on your own, and eventually you will find, be crushed. And so, it is well with our soul. Now, the second thing I want to tell you is, find, is my soul finds strength when I, here we go, number two, know who I am and why I'm here. When I know who I am and why I'm here, then I find strength for my soul. I find strength and I can rest when I know that. You see, if you don't know who you are and why you're here, you're going to be stressed out. Because what you're going to do is you're going to listen to everybody else's opinion of you. And, and if you don't have a plan, if you don't receive God's plan for your life, there'll be plenty of other people that will give you their plan for your life. Amen, everybody? They will tell you, this is who you are. And this is why you created. If you don't listen to God and you'll live a lie. You'll go from this person to this person to this person and you will scroll, scroll, scroll trying to find somebody's life that you want to be like. And then many times we scroll, scroll, scroll and we find somebody's, somebody's picture on, on social media and we look at that and we get so jealous and so envious because we compare their best moment to our worst moment. And we say, look how great their life is and my life stinks. And don't you know that be, right after that picture, they got into a fight? Just like you do. They have all the stresses you do. And they just, they just, people post their best moments. They don't post their worst moments. 
Amen, everybody? And so I just want to tell you, your life is not so bad. Matter of fact, if you took all your problems and you put them on the table and you got that person and you got them to put all their problems on the table, guess what? I guarantee you their problems would probably be higher than yours. And you would walk, you say, okay, well, I'll just take my problems. I'll go home. I don't want yours. Amen, everybody? Matter of fact, Eleanor Roosevelt said this, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. You're consenting to do that. Quit comparing your lives to everybody else. Compare it to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, everybody? Because he's our strength and he's our way. And the devil loves it. The devil loves it when you start thinking all those negative thoughts about who you are and about, your, you know, about how bad you got it. And the devil, what he will do is constantly, he will make sure that you have thoughts about how bad it is and how good everybody else has it. And you, you know what we call that? We call it uh, ruminating. You know, when, you, when a thought goes, uh, you know, goes away, but then it, you bring it right back up and you keep thinking about it over and over again, it's ruminating. And when you keep ruminating over those thoughts, and you know what that's like? It's like that cow that you see standing in the pasture. You ever notice, if you ever watch a cow in a pasture, how that that cow, many times just sitting there and it's just chewing, 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 and that cow has not lowered its head in an hour, and it's still chewing. Why? Because that cow, once it chews the grass, it swallows the grass, and then after it swallows the grass, it gets gross. The cow decides to throw it back up in its own mouth. Ugh! I don't know about that. That's gross. And, and then it will chew it again, chew it again, chew it again. And it will repeat that process about four times. And let me tell you something. Every time it comes back up, it's got to be more gross. Amen? And let me tell you something. When those old thoughts that you keep bringing back up in your mind, thinking of them over and over again, every time they come back to you, they're not better thoughts. No, they're worse. And they seem more dreadful and more, more painful. So I'm trying to tell you today in the name of Jesus Christ that you can, you've got to know who you are and you've got to know why you're here. And you're not here, you're not here for, for everybody else's plan. You're here for God's plan. Because when God puts you on this earth, he had a plan for your life. And let me tell you, it's a good Good plan, everybody. It's for hope, and a, he has hope and a future for you. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. Okay, you don't believe me? Let's just go right into God's Word. Ephesians 2.10 says this, for we are, would you, let's just make this personal this morning. So instead of saying we are, let's say I am, okay? Let's say, let's practice those two words. Let's say them. You ready? I am. Hey, what did you say? I am God's workmanship. So before you take that picture and you start going all off on yourself, how bad you are and what you don't look like and you wish you looked like, no, no, no. I am God's creation. Amen? I am created in Christ Jesus. I am God's creation. I am God's workmanship. And let me just tell you this, that because if you've made the decision to follow Jesus and you've got Jesus living on the inside of you, you can handle the stress. Why? Because you are chosen by God, you are loved by God, and you are valued by God. I don't care what they say about you. I don't care who gets all negative on you. I don't care what they say about you on social media or on your job or in your classroom or your professor says about you or your parents have said about you or your teacher said about you. I don't care what they said about you because because God says he's chose me, he loves me, and he values me, and I'm somebody in his sight, everybody. Amen? Amen. I'm somebody to God. I matter to him. 
We are chosen by God. We're his workmanship. We're created in Christ Jesus. That means I have a new mind. That means because I'm in Christ Jesus, I have a new way of thinking. I have a new heart. I have new motives. Amen, everybody. I'm not out to harm you. I'm out to help you now because of Jesus Christ living inside of me. It's not what I can get from you. It's what I can add to you. Amen. I have a new motive because of him. Oh, my goodness, isn't this so good, everybody? He said, you're creating Christ Jesus to do good works. In other words, I have a purpose in life, and you do too. And if you don't know what it is, I want to clue you in right now. And your purpose is to do good. God created you to do good. You're on this earth to do good, everybody. And that's, that's exactly what we're here to do is to do good. And that's why we said biblical love is this. Biblical love is doing good for another person no matter how I feel about them. Amen. So my good is not up to you. My good is up to God and me. Why? Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Amen. And I know that it is well with my soul. And when it's well with my soul, it doesn't matter what you say about me. It's not going to make me not do good toward you. Why? Because I love you in the love of God. I might not like you right now, and I might not like the way you're treating me, but I'm still going to love you, and I'm still going to do good toward you. Why? Because God's in me, and that's the difference, everybody. See, the world crumbled and said, no, I'm going to do it my way, and I'm going to get even with you. But those that find strength in the Lord and can say, it is well with my soul, we live differently, everybody. That's why we wake up every day and we say, what good can I do today? What good can I do today? You know, well, who can I help today? Who can I, who can, day can I make today? I know this day's got a lot in front of me and it's stressful. I can see by my schedule that it may be stressful. I got some appointments that I'm a little afraid of. The doctor, I'm supposed to make a doctor visit today and I don't know what he's going to say, but it doesn't matter why, because this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. What good can I do today? What good can I do today? Matthew 5, 16 says this. Here we go. This is your orders right here. This is, you are the light of the world. A city cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. Here we go. Here we go. In the same way, let your, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. What is he saying? He's saying that when you do good, people see God. 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 You see, the more good you do, the more God they see. And so let me tell you something. We don't have time to get into the world mold and let it mold us and shape us. No, we've been shaped and formed and fashioned by Jesus Christ himself. And we're here on a mission to do good. Amen, everybody. It is well with my soul. You can't shake me. You can't break me. You can't crush me. Why? Because Jesus Christ is in me. Amen, everybody. Oh, I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about it. I'm living it. How about you? I'm living it. It's 
well with my soul. You see, that's why we're going to have Serve Saturday next week. It's give you an opportunity to schedule you one day a month that you can come out and you can go help feed people, that you can go pray for people with prayer on the square, that you can go serve like at Fort Sarah and help clean the, the house of those ladies who have been rescued from trafficking. They got a safe place to come, but their yard needs to be cleaned up. And, and so we're going to do that. So I want you to sign up and I want you to come out and serve. Why? Because people see God when we do good. People see God when we do good. That's why I talk to you about Growth Track all the time. Growth Track is like our membership process. And we say, listen, we want to find out what you're good at so we can help you find a place to do your good. Because when you do good in a way that you're good at, it feels good. Amen? And it feels good to do good, everybody. You want to feel better? Start doing good. And that's what I want to challenge you to do. So if you haven't signed up for Growth Track, I want you to sign up and thank you for all those that are, that are going through Growth Track right now because it's making a difference. And all of you that are in small groups, I want to thank you for that as well. So again, remember what we're saying, everybody? Let's say it together. You ready? It is well with my soul. Then you feel good just saying that. Come on, say it again. It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. The third thing I want to share with you is this is that my soul finds strength when I have the peace of God. Yeah. When I have the peace of God. Jesus said this, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be what, everybody? Pray. What is the peace of Jesus. What is this peace? I'm going to give you three things real quickly. The first thing I would tell you, what is the peace of Jesus? It is his power. His power brings us peace. Look what the psalmist said in Psalm 29, 11. The Lord gives strength to his people and the Lord blesses his people with what, everybody? Peace. peace. You know why? Because we're solid. We're solid. The world can't do it. Can't, can't break us. This next thing I would tell you is that, so we have, his, we have his power. The next thing is we have his principles, everybody. That brings his peace when we have his principles. Psalm 119, 105, look what it says. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. Let me tell you something. Most of us are stressed out. Look at me, everybody. Most of us are stressed out and crushed because we try to have the prince of peace without living by his principles. So you can't, no, 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 it doesn't work. When you ignore his principles, you will not have peace. It's when you abide by his principles that you have peace, amen, and you have strength. And let me just tell you something, it doesn't come any other way. So you can say, well, I, you know what, I know what the Bible says, but. Well, the moment that you insert your butt is the moment you get crushed. Amen, everybody? Yeah, don't be showing me your butt because you're going to get crushed. No, no, no. I want to show you my Savior. Amen? It is well with my soul. Why? Because I have the Prince of Peace because he gives me his principles to live by. And when I live by his principles, I have peace no matter what the world does. Amen, everybody? I know this is better than you thought it was going to be. So we have his power. 
We have his principles and then we have his presence. We have his presence. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. The Bible says this. Keep your lives free from the love of money. Be content with what you have. For God has said, never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? You see, that's, that's his presence that we're assured of. And it's, it's his power, it's his principles, and his presence that gives us the strength that we can rest and have peace. It is well with my soul. Today, <clears throat> I want to tell you this story. There's a guy by the name of Horatio Spafford who was a, 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 in the 1800s a, a businessman who in the great Chicago fire lost part of his business. And his family was so stressed with all that was going on and their family was from England. So he decided that he would send his wife and his four daughters back to England. And as they were making their journey across the sea, a tragedy happened. Another ship collided with their ship and the, shi the ship that Mr. Spafford's family was on went down and four of his daughters drowned. Only his wife survived. Back then there was no cell phones and he received a telegram that simply said, all is lost but me. That was from his wife. Of course, he was mourning and he, he was hurting so bad he wanted to get to his wife so he got on the next ship that he could get on to go be with his wife. Again, it would take a couple weeks for the message to even get to him. And so he's on the ship and he's crossing the sea and he, he's talked to the captain and the captain knows all about where the ship went down. And so the captain went and got him when he got to the very spot of where the ship went down. And it was right there after viewing that spot and feeling that heartbreak of his children being lost is that he went to his room and he began to pen these words. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. You can only say that when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And today, I'm going to ask you to bow your heads with me. Because there's people in this room, there's people that are watching online right now that you don't have the Prince of Peace. And there's people right now in this room that are struggling because you don't have a relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. I'm going to say right now, as, I, as your heads bow and your eyes are closed, I want to ask you, if that's you, just say this prayer after me. You don't have to say it out loud. I want you to say it in your heart and God will hear you. And you simply say this, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Help me to do your will. Lord, I made a mess. I'm so stressed because of all the work I'm trying to do without you. Forgive me. Save me, Lord Jesus. Help me to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website 
at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.